See the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and tear movies apart. Today we are discussing Summer of '84, a movie directed by Anouk Whistle, Francois Simard, and Yoan Carl Whistle. Holy crap! I know, right? Like that was that. This would have been interesting if Cece would have read the name. (laughs) On today's cast, we have Cece. Hello. Billy. What's up? Lindsay. Hello. Ray. Yo yo. And I'm not your host. Billy is, but I read the intro because he he can't find it. He's not. I prepared. wasn't looking. He wasn't looking for it. <laughs> oh my god! He's never prepared. I'm so, not. Summer of '84. Billy, tell us what it's about. Take us on this journey. Okay. So, after this, <laughs> were you I'm seriously gonna... about to read the synopsis? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> because I, I realized a few days ago um, that. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I realized a few days ago that I picked it and I actually haven't seen it. I got it confused <laughs> with another film. Yeah, point break. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I thought point break had numbers in it. it released around 1980. <laughs> 80s at least. 90s maybe. I don't, I don't fucking know. This so summer of 84. What's it about? Avengers. It's about... The summer of 84. All over his floor. Um... Okay, so the summer of 84 is about the best summer these kids have ever had, where the most interesting thing that could happen has happened in (laughs) their small town, or surrounding their small town, which is a serial killer has made himself known for the grisly murder of 15 youths aged 12 to 16. Hmm. So this is from the perspective. No, it's from the perspective of uh, these kids. One of them being the more uh, what's what's that word? Uh, um, creative. Like, create. I don't know. What, Precocious. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. All of that. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. Obsessive. Um, weird. I don't know. Into paranormal stuff. Yeah. Gullible? But he's not. Maybe gullible. Who knows. So he he suspects his uh, neighbor, Mr. Mackey, which is oddly the name of the police officer uh, across the street, of being the serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the plot. Basically, that's, pretty yeah. much the, that, that's basically the plot to this movie. The, the thing about it as well is under the genre of movies, it states that this is a horror movie. I'd and go, it clearly is not. I'd go a little more psychological thriller. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think they probably went horror because of the end. Yeah. Yeah, the end's fucked up. Yeah, the oh, end is Lord, very yes. fucked up. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't watched the movie, long story short, they find the serial killer, and then the serial killer turns out yes, he is the cop, and tells them the most terrifying thing to his face right after killing one of his friends, and is that. I am going to hunt you down. I am going to come for you. You will not know when I'm coming, but you are going to spend the rest of your life looking behind your shoulder. That was that's fucking because, ridiculous. That's because the kid... To be fair, the kid ruined his life. He had Over. a good did he, going on. Did he? Because he came out. You're not a serial killer and then advertise yourself and think that you're not going to get caught at some okay. point. Okay, all right. So there's actually <laughs> there's actually a theory, there's a mindset around that. It's like the, the Thanatos theory the fancy syndrome where you have this death wish you want to get caught you want to be stopped for these horrific grisly murders that you're doing 
But at the same time, you don't. You want to keep going. It, the thing is, like, he went for so long over the years of killing all of these kids and them not even getting a whisper of a serial killer on the loose until he was basically like, yeah, I'm the one doing it. He's the one that's sending in he the was note. In different places. Yeah. But there that's were different why. places <laughs> but there were different places around the surrounding area. But he did it like so methodically that he wasn't kill he didn't kill all fifteen kids in like one year. He did it over the course of his entire life. Yeah. And it, by the way, the fact that So he one had... missing kid disappearing like once every two years, once every year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean Kids run away. That's not like one of those things where like it's somebody doing it. It's like children run away. No. What, did you, what were you going to say? The fact that he had all the pictures of yeah. the kids and the on family. the wall. And he's like, oh yeah, I have a huge family. And you're just like, good lord. I love how like at the end he sees his picture and he's like, oh, I'm next. So, so I could have told you that long, long before that. Oh yeah. So I know Ray saw this before... I don't know if it, he saw it before everybody, but he definitely saw it before me. And we had that text of, you know, what the fuck, man. My moment with this movie of the what the hell is, uh, you know, kid gets tucked into bed. Killer's <laughs> on the loose, but he's, you know, kid is safe. And that motherfucker comes down from the attic. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it was so brilliant. It was, it was so brilliant. And I told Ray... I would have ended the movie with the rag over the mouth chloroform. Yeah. Form. I would have just yeah. ended it right there. You know, that would have been a great a fucking ending. Mm-hmm. You know what? I wouldn't have even gone that far. Yeah. Just let the stair hit the floor and mm-hmm. out. Yeah. That's it. Yep. That, God damn it. That would have been That the... sounds perfect. Both endings. Right? Yeah. Both of those would have been great endings. Because then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then even then, the summer director... of 85. Exactly. <laughs> but then the director freaking comes in and still gives you a little more just to leave you with a fucking terif- terrifying thought yeah. of congratulations, asshole. You got me, but I'm going to get you and I will come back for you. And that, that in of itself made the film for me. But like, see, it's like we're, we're talking about it in like from the horror perspective so far. But the majority of the beginning of the movie is really just – it's – the same it was kind a great like, summer flick in the very yeah. beginning of the movie. It felt like an 80s flick. Yeah, it's just like an 80s... I love that part. It's just like an 80s like, summer movie where kids are just being kids. They're playing Running like hide-and-go-seek. Yeah, they're playing oh, yeah. hide-and-go-seek with like their flashlights. They're going to the bowling alley. They're talking about their love interest and jerking off in the cabin the and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're having fun. They're... When dude fucking steals a fucking National Geographic because <laughs> <laughs> it's free porn. <laughs> He's like, exactly. Free point. Think of the Sandlot, except kids are being murdered at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So it's like it's a really fun movie, and it doesn't. It gets to the point where the serial killer hits the news. Yeah. But prior to that, they already knew that kids were missing. He's like, don't, and the guy, kids, like, don't you guys find it weird that people are just going missing and nobody's talking about it? And he's already the uh, paranormal unknown type of kid with, like, the Area 51 and the Sasquatch photos littered all over his room. He's just uh, super curious about everything. Um, and then it happens. He, the serial killer mails the news. He releases all the info. And he's like, this is the most exciting shit that I've ever heard. Yeah. And then something happens in the movie where he is 100% sure that it's his neighbor 
Mackie across the street. He sees that, the he sees one of the kids that were kid uh, that was yeah missing. yeah he sees one of the kids I was missing whenever they were playing a uh, hide and seek. Um. Well, he sees it in the milk bottle. I thought it was in the milk carton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah but that's how he saw it. One of the times he was like looking through his binoc- binoculars mm-hmm. out the window, he saw the kid on the uh, oh, kitchen okay. or dining table or wherever. But that's when he was playing hide and seek. Yeah, yeah. So he saw him there. True, because he was hiding in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. So he's telling all his friends, and he's like trying to get everybody to like come along, and he easily does so because they're kids. And they're like, right. "Yeah, fuck it, we don't have anything else to do." Yeah, <laughs> and, but they don't really know. They don't really understand like the impending danger that they're in yet yeah. because they're fucking kids, and that's what you gotta love about it. It's like how naive they are about the predicament that they're in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, they're like, we're going on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I loved about it, but damn it, what a fucked up adventure. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think I've said it like so many times, it's like, that's what I love about like... Going on an adventure, I'm, I'm singing Einstein's going on a trip in our little rocket ship to <laughs> Okay. Random. Well, that's what I. Going on adventure. That's what I've always loved about like childlike perspective, like thriller movies like this, is that it is they're just naive about how much danger they're actually mm-hmm. in, and it doesn't get to that point until that very end. Until they, well, it starts getting more and more serious until he convinces all of his friends, or it's when he convinces all of his friends to actually write down the guy's daily routines like step by step so they can try to prove that he's the one that's kidnapping all of these children Mm -hmm. well i think at that point too they were just kind of bored they're like yeah why not well the other kids did it because they were bored he did it because he wanted to catch this guy Mm mm-hmm yeah, I just wonder what drove him, other than just the conspiracy theory, and other than just being bored. Like, I, I feel that, I don't know, he well, just stumbled was, onto it very he, nicely. He stumbled on it because of the milk carton, and then from there, because of his paranoia, 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 it, it brought, he saw the little boy when they were playing. He didn't think anything of it when he saw the boy in there when... Um, when it happened, it wasn't until like a few days later he was drinking, having cereal, that he saw the little boy on the milk carton. That's yeah. when the conspiracy nut in him went, ooh. I, I think what drove it a little bit more um, to your question before is the fact that it went on to that normal trope of uh, um, being a child trying to uh, talk to the adults. Because they did make the point, it's like, why don't we just tell them? It's like, they'll never believe us. And by the time they did try to tell them, they, they didn't, didn't believe, believe them. Yeah. And even though at that because point... Because Mr. Mackey had also caught them doing what they were doing and told the parents, it's like, hey, your kid's not minding his own business. He's being intrusive into my life. And that's when the kid gets in trouble being told to stop. Is that so, what happened? Yeah. I really? thought that they confessed themselves. Yeah. He hadn't confessed to Mr. Mackey. Yeah, because they yeah. took him to Mr. Mackey's to confess what happened. Yeah. It's because Mr. Mackey told the parents. No. No. No, I don't recall that happening. Uh-uh. Yeah, they had they had quote unquote no, found Mr. enough Mackey, evidence. You're right. You're right. Mr. Mackey went to the house afterwards. Yes, he went to the house afterwards to try to talk to him and try to make a phone call. And that's he when he realized. Yeah, that's when he realized the number that he called was mm-hmm. his own. 
<clears throat> that's that's the freaking. I know it was interesting. I love the fact that the serial killer was a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, with a decorated career. With a decorated career. That because, the kids really <gasps> did. That's why Dexter. He was yeah. Yeah. It, no, and and it's hiding in plain sight. The concept of hiding in plain sight. In plain you can get sight away with so much more. Exactly. Because you know the law. You know what to do. You know what not to do. It's also, it gives it a valuable reason as to how you've been able to hide and pull all this stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're a police officer there on the scene, you're manipulating evidence. I mean, he's the one who supposedly arrested the serial killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like at that point, too, I would have liked to know what happened to that guy. But he fucked up there. He should have waited. He did it too soon. Like as soon as... Captured the, too soon yeah, after the guy it. had come out. Yeah, for sure. Way, way for sure. So what did everybody else think of the film? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it was going to. Same here. Okay, so what are the, what exactly did you like that you weren't expecting since both of you sound like you you were fully on board to like not like it, it seems, but well, then you were surprised. Well, it's not that I was on board to not like it. It's just that, like, I, I anticipated something different because it was billed as a horror movie online and because... Billy picked it. Not that I don't like Billy's picks, but Billy does gravitate towards horror, and I'm yep. not a fan of it, usually. So I was pleasantly surprised that this wasn't some big graphic slasher film. And it was just, it was a little bit more psychological thriller. Because I can get on board with those all day long. But mm-hmm. I just, I get to a point where I just don't like the gore anymore. And so when I sat down, like I said, that's what I was anticipating, because I didn't really know anything about it. Fair enough. What about you, Susie? I mean, I liked it more so because it was, that was my summer. I've done those on my summers and stuff really? like that. Really? You've a serial killer? No, I have not. <laughs> but the um, the whole running around the neighborhood, playing hide and seek yeah. middle yeah. of the night with flashlights and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's kind of fun to do that. And then the throw the little conspiracy theory serial killer involved in it. It was just like a good little twist to... Yeah. How summer fun can be. Well, and that's... Has anybody heard of Turbo Kid before? Because I was just looking at it, and um, this movie was directed by three directors. The one Summer of 84 was? Yeah. And they're pretty well known. I'm looking at these guys, and it's like 15 awards, like 10 really? different nominations. It's uh, Frank Hoy, Francois, 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 Francois. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Samard. <laughs> Frankly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Swanson no, Arn, it's just... Yoan, Carl Whistle, and Anouk Whistle. Yeah. So they usually work... They work together. together. I was looking at each one of their uh, directorial uh, careers, and it's like they're all the same movies, so... Interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, they did a good job with this one. Like, we talked about, the very beginning of the film plays like you're watching just a feel-good 80s kid joy film. But that's what it feels like watching the movie. It's like they took the 80s like verbatim. Let's put it to, to, some, to some context. If you like Stranger Things, you'll like the beginning of this film. Yep. You'll like all of the film. Sure, sure. Yeah, if you like Stranger Things, you'll like all of it. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's it was very... It gave you joy and then took it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it did. You know? 
and that that's what made it so good. It, it, it made you, it made you feel like a child, and have the joy of being the child, and then the fucking horror hitting you, going, and yeah, it's that's like not it's okay. one of the things that I didn't really <clears throat> even didn't I didn't grasp on, and I didn't even realize that it was made by foreign directors. Like if you look at um, some foreign movies, some foreign French movies in particular. They really don't have any problems with murdering children <laughs> in their horror movies. Nope. And what does this movie do? Murder the children. children. And specifically in kind of brutal fashion. Oh, yeah. Does I mean, it happen? the bathtub alone. Holy yeah. hell. It's like, you know, part of me is like looking at that scene and I'm like, what did he actually do to the children? Yeah, Just, that's the one piece and, I would have liked to answer. But you know what? Considering how that body looked, at you the usually end, don't know that until the confession. And this guy doesn't get caught. I mean, he gets caught, but he doesn't truly get caught. Yeah, you never um, really know. But that, I think that's one of the things that drew me to this movie. Is like it was kind of the movie that you would think that you've seen before until you've actually seen this movie, and then you're just like, this movie has given us what the other rooms have it, which was truth. It gave us the things that we've expected, which. It's like, yeah, these kids, the danger that these kids are in is actually real. You're not watching, like, fucking This is some sort of fantasy. Yeah, you're not watching. Because children were in a whole bunch. You're not watching Home Alone where, obviously, the robbers are going to get (laughs) caught and nothing happens to Macaulay Culkin. He's eating candy canes. You know, and to the point, one of my favorite characters dies because they slash his freaking throat. Oh, I love that kid. That kid was awesome. But that that shit hit me hard. Yeah. Like, extra graphic. Yeah, that too. So, so anything in particular that you did not enjoy? Anything in particular that you wish you you know rewritten, done a different way? Hope that wasn't even in the cut. Um, not not really. Not really. I, I can't think I, of any. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And I had been meaning to pick this movie for all of us to watch for a while now, and it just kept slipping my fucking mind. I'm slightly surprised it took you so long to pick this one, because this one was actually pretty good. I really uh, enjoyed there, it. There were the other movies that I wanted to do first. Fair enough. So, I mean, this one is also one of those films that, sadly, is kind of cut and dry, and it, it's pretty thorough mm-hmm. in terms of... We've kind of covered everything that there is to cover on it. it it's pretty straightforward. So... I think let's if you want to go ahead and let's get into some of the ratings, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. What would you go ahead and rate this film? Um, I'm gonna go with. Three and a half out of five milk cartons. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> I'll give it four out of five. National Geographic's magazine. Cece. <laughs> I'm going to do four out of five um, garden. Okay. Gardens. Really? <laughs> five out of five times I've hit the spank bank. Um, <laughs> today. So, okay, today. I, have to, I, ha- I have to ask, since there's guys around, did nope. you as teenage boys actually talk about masturbation that openly that often? No. Okay. Yeah. We talked about masturbation. <laughs> okay. My, me and my friends, it was we talked about masturbation to the point like, yeah, we do it. That's it. 
We did, however, fight over National Geographic and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. No, I figured that, but like these kids were super open about talking about it with me. Oh, no, 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 no. I, and I, especially for the time period, it just I mean, seemed a little out of place. Yeah, so we talked was, about it. We gave tips. Never we showed you how to do it. Yeah, we had yeah. those conversations. Okay. We helped each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just tips on how to do it, you know, sure. show them. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, my friends and I were just really open about all that stuff. I mean, we didn't like show each other how to do it or anything. Yeah. But we talked about it. Yeah. Talked my, about my friends never did. My friends were okay. titties and buttholes. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was one of my takeaways was, I mean, obviously. The real boys have these conversations? Yeah, because I, you know, I grew up around girls. So I don't, I never Yeah, I'll really, talk about it. Talk about periods. We talk about periods more than anything else. I, 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 never, I, always, I don't think I've blood. ever had a conversation I did regarding. Not, yeah, no. The closest I've come to having <laughs> a conversation about masturbation with anyone was my sister, and that was like in the last four and years. right now, yeah, and right now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, probably within the last five years is maybe when I finally started talking to my sisters about it. Yeah. But even then, that was just different ways of doing it. Yeah, right, right. But I've never. What are those different ways again? <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to help you with your love life. <laughs> That's all you, buddy. <laughs> Pick up a book. He's, <laughs> He's like, I tried. I There's tried. this website where it's free. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing it for the listeners. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just you want to sponsor show. for this podcast, Chris? Let's, uh, let's get Pornhub on the phone. All right, so Pornhub, let's sponsor this episode. <laughs> the Hub, my man. All right, my so, man. And I will go ahead and give this rating four and a half awkward conversations. Excellent. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm glad that I've kind of like broken your like thriller horror type of cherry, Chris. It wasn't so long ago to where you're just like, these aren't my types of movies. Because it's they true. usually are. That's true. That is yeah. true. No, and, and they usually aren't. But you know what? I've been trying. There's a conversation you and I had, and we had it on an episode, about perhaps I'm expecting too much from these films. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to try to look at them. With a zero expectation. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah and, I'm, and I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded in terms of... It may not be something I would normally traditionally watch, but I can still pinpoint whether it was done accurately or not. Yeah. Keep that in mind whenever I have you watch Midsommar. <laughs> whenever I have you watch it. It's like already warning. It's like a pre-warning. Like, just so you know, bitch, it's coming. It, directed by Ari Aster. Um, movie after he did Hereditary. Oh, okay. Well, we were going to you watch You liked Hereditary, but yeah. I, I actually enjoyed you Hereditary. You did? Yeah. I was the only one on that episode other than him who I enjoyed Hereditary. Yeah. Midsommar is also really good. I'm going to use my The beginning of Midsommar? Shit. I'm going to watch that shit. The beginning of Midsommar? Fucked up. So goddamn fucked up. To where the point is like, this really took the fucking air out of the entire theater. <laughs> Damn. Good to know. Alright. Back. Yeah. Alright. I'll pass on cool. that one. All right, let's go ahead and shoot this one, too. So, thank you very much for joining us on this episode where we reviewed... I forgot the name of the film. I'm playing Summer of 84. It's a joke. Um, And let's not shoot it. Let's slice it. How is that a... Oh. How is that a joke? Yeah, he's not good at jokes. His English isn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. No, I might have missed the the joke. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, you did it. The slice? No, no, not the slice. He's like Summer at 84. Yeah, like how, how is that a joke that you forgot? Because you never forget. You never forget your summer. Thank you. Anyway, I do. So, yeah. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode. Remember that you can check us out each and every single Monday for a brand new episode. Make sure to go rate us and subscribe over on iTunes. That really does play a part. Uh, remember, if you really, 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 really like this episode, uh, rate us five stars. If you really, really, really hate this episode, rate us five stars and leave a comment as to why. So, thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us, Lindsay. Yep. Billy. Ray. Cece. And I was Chris. Once again, Bye. not hosting this episode, but Billy barely wanted to talk today. Bye-bye, everybody. What? I talked a lot. He did describe this episode.